You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I am excited to have you, and I'm excited to have my newest guest today, Joe Rojas. He's the CEO of Start, Grow, Manage, and he's also just an extremely positive and fun guy to talk to. Joe, thanks for being here. Ah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited about this conversation. So, you know, you do two things. You help, well, you call yourself really a, a business uh, building machine. You help people build their business in terms of it being like a machine where it's going to grow and develop over time. So talk to us about your, your background first and then how that evolved into this, this business idea. Sure. I'm, I'm going to take you through my whole life in about four minutes. Okay. You ready? Okay. Great. <laughs> Perfect. So, so good. So I, I quit school when I was 11 years old. Cause it was, uh, it was just me and my mom and my mom had some, some, some issues. My, you know, my biological mom who's since passed away, mm-hmm. um, had some mental issues and we were kind of homeless when I was 11. So I, I was like, okay, it's time to get a job. So I got a job. Wow. And, and I started, I started working full time. By the time I was 17, I had my first business. I had 25 bouncers working for me. And, you know, by the time I was 19, after a couple of people had taken a couple of shots at me and I'd been cut once and I was like, you know, I should do this professionally. So I got my GED and I went in the army. And <laughs> so you were, so you were, a, so you were literally, you were, you were a bouncer or running a company with hiring bouncers. Yeah. So you, you'd seen your yeah. share of, uh, some some attacks and things oh yeah it was in the 80s man it was crazy back wow. then back then was was the wild west the bouncing yeah. it was right. just like totally nuts you know yeah and um and i was in the south bronx uh flushing with kp which is a big korean gang and and in in midtown mm-hmm. so we just had like just a lot of crazy stuff happening mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember the 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 42nd street of old, <laughs> but, but it was crazy. Yeah. That's, um, that's it was crazy, crazy. before wow. Disney, before Disney moved in. Okay. Um, and so then, you know, I went into service and I did two years regular army. I came out, I tried a couple of civilian jobs, didn't like him, applied for a job at the department of defense, spent four years there fixing night vision, thermal viewers, um, GPSs and a whole bunch of other really cool equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some uh, chemical detectors and all that stuff. And because of those, I got poached by a biomedical engineering company. Um, and I ended up doing work with them for a couple of years. I had the North Shore Network in New York and the Pavia Network in Puerto Rico. It was great, you know, fun time as a tech, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but working all kinds of crazy hours. And I got poached by an IT company, uh, did that for a year. And then I decided that I would start my own IT company and I did. And then I sucked at it. (laughs) (laughs) I sucked at being a business person. I was a great technician. Mm -hmm. I was a terrible business person. Right. And so after a year of really struggling and, you know, not, and 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 I and getting myself into an inordinate amount of debt because I wanted the best of everything when I started, so I spent all this crazy money in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend 
pulled me over and said, Hey dude, you, you're running this thing like a technician. You need to run it like a business person. And he gave me this great book, the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Mm -hmm. And a little, some of the concepts were a little over my head, but I, I, I got a grasp on it and kind of cobbled my own system together. And um, within 18 months, we were over a million dollars. Then I got wow. really fortunate. Yeah. That's a short time, really. Yeah, it was it's good. It was good. And then we were really, I was really fortunate. Somebody came and, and had the money and said, hey, I want to buy your company. And I was like, I had all this debt and they offered me all this money. And I was like, okay, here you go. And I took it and I paid back all the debt. And that after the debt and the taxes and everything, I have 14K left over. Uh-huh. So I took that and I started a new company and within 16 months, we were over a million dollars. And I said, "Wow, I think I figured something out. So I sold that one intentionally, mm -hmm. took the money from that sale and started another one. And then within the, about the same time period, I was over a million dollars again. Then I kept growing and growing and growing and, um, you know, merged with another company and, you know, bought a place and had a couple of cars and some kids and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and kind of started chilling out for a little while. And then I said, you know, maybe I can help my clients do the same thing. So I, I was an IT company. I started helping my clients do the same thing mm -hmm. and kind of fell in love with, with this part of it, which is like building that business machine that does the work for you. Right. And has right. you, has you start, stop hustling. Right. Right. So when you talk about a business machine, because in my head, and we all think of a machine in our head, you know, you're thinking of something automated where it's running on its own and you're there and you're the founder or you're the owner, but you're, you're kind of, your time is freed up. So you're, you're kind of just a observer, I guess, of it. Right. So talk to us about kind of that concept. Well, there's two pieces of that. The, the first, I think I, I want to talk about hustle because there's a lot of hustle porn out there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so yeah. everybody's telling you, you got to hustle more and you got to hustle this way. And almost all of the coaching or training that I see out there is about how to hustle better. Right. right? And I think words matter. So I looked up hustle and it says to more to force someone to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction to push roughly to jostle, to hurry or bustle mm -hmm. or or to obtain by forceful action or persuasion to coerce, to pressure someone into doing or choosing something to sell aggressively, to obtain by illicit action, to swindle or to cheat. Right. Not very and I just, positive. Yeah. Not very positive at all. Right. So I was like, yeah, no, this is not cool. You can't be hustling because the more you're hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling, the deeper you're digging a hole for yourself. The business right. becomes completely dependent on you. Yeah. And then I looked up this whole concept of a machine, what you were talking about, right? So it's an apparatus using or applying mechanical power and having several parts, each with a definite function together, performing a particular task. Right. And so to me, that's your team. They're the, the, the functions, they're the, they're the, they're the parts that are performing those definite tasks. So part of building a machine is that you have to start to identify what all the hats in your organization are, mm -hmm. right? And realize that you're wearing all of them. Right. And then start to prioritize which ones you need to fill first. Okay. And as you start to fill those positions and really hand over the accountability of that, you know, accountability for the result yep. to that person, you can hand over the function and keep the accountability for the result. 
because then you're just micromanaging. Right. You have to hand over the accountability and the accountability for the result to that person. And that if you find your way and you can do that, you start building a machine, right? Right. The problem is that people don't usually build machines. Yeah. And so, you know, we resist. Right. And and that's what I see. That's what I see is happening. So, because I think when you start a business and most entrepreneurs, they're, they're so laser focused on making it successful themselves and they're passionate about it. So it's, it's, it's in their heart, right? I, do you think it's hard for people to give some of that away and, and, and let go of some of that responsibility and that personal accountability to grow the business? Hard. It's practically impossible. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Practically, practically impossible. impossible. But yeah. the problem is if you look at all of the work that there is to do in an organization, right? In a right. business, whether you're a solopreneur or you're 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 a one or you yep. are a an entrepreneur with a with a small four, five, ten people, or with a million people, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, right. There's only two kinds of work. There's delivering and there's overhead. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so you're doing one or the other. Yeah. When you're doing delivering, you can't do overhead. When you're doing overhead, you can't do delivery. What happens is when you're starting off, you have to do a lot of overhead. You have to do the sales. You have to pay the bills. You have to do all the stuff that leads to delivery. Right. The problem is that when you start doing the delivery yourself, you stop doing the overhead. Right. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And as you stop doing the overhead, you're doing delivery and everything is going great and the clients are happy and everything is good. But all of a sudden you realize that there's no money in the back. Right. And you're like, oh man, I haven't invoiced this month. Yeah. I gotta get I gotta get to invoicing. So now you go to invoice and you stop delivering. Yeah. And then the clients start calling and complaining. Right. And now you've gotten a couple more clients because you did a good job with the first couple of ones. So now they've given you some referrals and now you're stuck because now you need to do delivery. So so now you need to do to so hire somebody to do the overhead. Yeah. But you're so busy doing the delivery, you never have time to hire somebody. So now you're working 120 hours a week trying to do everything, right? right. Then you start to kind of move toward the direction where you, where you start to give some of that stuff away, but you're still stuck in the spin cycle of delivery and overhead. Delivery right. and overhead. Delivery and yeah. overhead. And your head's spinning. Yeah. And your head is spinning. Right. And if you want to, you know, I, I like what you do because what you do is really talking to people about building a franchise, yeah. right? Right. So if, if you want to build a franchise, you have to build a machine. Right. Right. And if you want to build a machine, what you need for a business machine is you need a defined target customer. You can't be everything to everyone. Right. You need yep. the problem that you solve for that customer. You need your program for solving the problem. You need repeatable right. sales and marketing and you need repeatable delivery. Those are the components that help you build the machine, right? right? The drivers are your team and all that stuff. But if you don't have a defined target market, if you're an accountant and you're an accountant for every kind of business, yep. every single time you're going to be learning something new and it's going to be, you're, you're going to slow down. Right. If you're an accountant and you work with restaurants, you're good. You can move, you can sell you have a repeatable way because you have, you know, the problem you solve for that customer. Mm-hmm. You know, we help restaurants stay in compliance. We help restaurants stay profitable. We help restaurants, whatever that is. Right. right? You can do that. But now, yeah. yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm thinking, you know, in terms of like with, with clients that, that we have, we work with a lot of home service professionals, so they could be cleaners, they could be roofers, they could be painters, um, contractors. So uh, explain, like, if you're looking at those types of professionals, what do you recommend, how do you recommend they would build a machine, but also target the right lead or customer? Right. Well, one of the ways that they can do it is they have to look at who are who are their most profitable, least troublesome clients. Yeah. Right. So it, I'm working with two different um, um, contractors right now. Okay. One of them is in a really affluent neighborhood in New Jersey. Okay. Right. So what they've realized is that their ideal client is uh, women head of household in their area with uh, in, in a particular t- part of the of, of the of the neighborhood mm-hmm. right that's what their target uh, market is so they're marketing specifically to that demographic now do they get other clients yes they have commercial clients they have all kinds of stuff but that's who they're targeting mm-hmm. their sales over the last year have increased. by just focusing on that, right? Yeah. Where I have another contracting company and they target men and women executive professionals in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. They want to be the go-to indoor renovation contracting company for the Upper East Side of Manhattan Mm -hmm. for business professionals between 30 and 45 that want that clean, slick, futuristic look. Mm-hmm. Right? I see. Yeah. And okay. so they're talking specifically to those people. And so what happens is that they can do the same work over and over and over and over again. So you can walk in, look at a space and know, oh, two bedroom apartment, blah, blah, blah. Here, here's your proposal. In 24 hours, right? Where right. every other contractor is taking three or four weeks to put a proposal together because they're doing this one for the first time. They've never done one like this before. Yeah. These guys walk in, they know exactly what they're going to do and they know exactly what it's going to cost and they go, here it is. And so it takes the other contractors so long to get a proposal out. They get the deal just as a function of being first. Right, right. So let me ask you this, because this is a different dimension of franchising. So I work with franchisors who, who um, in particular, they're trying to grow the brand, right? So whether they're yeah. a restaurant brand, they're a service brand, they're a retail brand, whatever they may be, they're trying to grow the brand. So their leads uh, on the franchise development side are people who would want to buy the brand. And we're talking, you know, the, the, uh, franchise brand could be anywhere from 25,000 to a, a million or more. It just depends on the brand. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they're looking for these people that have to be hyper-qualified. They have to be financially qualified. They've got to be motivated. They have to be entrepreneurial, but on, on top of all of that, they have to be willing to, you know, build a company or a franchise location in a certain region or area, sometimes in the U S sometimes beyond the U S um, so how do you, I mean, I totally agree with your concept and what you're saying, but what kind of advice would you have in that case? If, if you're trying to target a, a person 
a really tight niche person or demographic to to buy a brand when good oftentimes oftentimes it's like a diamond in the rough you know what i'm saying maybe maybe Maybe. right but so so that's a really great question right so remember at the beginning i said what you need to build a business machine is that defined target customer right so we have so it sounds like they have that right we need to know the problem we solve for that customer they want to start a business right but they want to do it quickly yeah right and they want to do it efficiently yeah then you need a program for solving you need repeatable sales and marketing you need repeatable delivery that's already part of the franchise right that repeatable sales and marketing repeatable delivery that's already there yeah right so you're really now talking about that that avatar which is that that person that you're looking for that diamond in the rough so we know what we need to build a business machine i mean we know what what you need for a business machine but yeah. now what do you need to actually build the machine and this is where the qualities that are going to attract that person are going to show up right you need vision mm-hmm. you got to have a clear vision what's that destination where is that franchisee going to end up mm-hmm. what's in it for them right you need the mission and the mission is comprised of the why the how and the what it is yeah. right and so, and if you think about it, like the vision is a destination, the mission is like the car that's going to get you there. Right. Now, what's going to help you identify those people that you're looking for, these diamonds in the rough, are your values. They are the driver of the car. And so a clear set of communicative values will attract those people to you. Okay. If you put those values in the right marketing uh, ecosystem for those people to be attracted to you. Okay. So you have to create the right kind of marketing that's going to draw that person to you. And you'll be able to, to really identify that person based on those values. Okay. Then you need a strategy. And finally, you need a plan, right? Right. So you have that vision. That's the destination. That's where you're going. The mission is like I said, it's like the car that's going to take you to the destination. The values the values are the driver of the car. The strategy is like the GPS, turn left here, turn right there. Mm-hmm. And the plan is where are we going to stop to pee? Where, where, right. where, 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 when are we going to eat? What yeah. are we going to do, right? right? So if you have those things, what you have to do now is say, okay, this is who the ideal person to buy our franchise is. Well, where does that ideal person congregate with other people? Mm-hmm. What kinds of things are they reading? What kinds of, uh, of, of uh, events are they going to? Right. And how do I get in front of them? Right. Right. And what yeah. you'll find is that those values will help you narrow that down tremendously. Yeah, it right? makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. One of the franchises that really figured this out was uh, Edward Jones. Right. So right. Edward Jones figured it out and they knew that they needed people from hospitality to come be their financial advisors. So they would target people that were in high end hospitality management positions, right. Or right. high end strategists at strategy firms, right. They knew who they wanted and they would target those people because the people that are trained in high end hospitality are amazingly gifted at being in front of people. Yeah. 
right? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And they, right. and they align with the values too, right? Yeah. Listen, when, when I, I used to um, run a technology company. And if I was interviewing somebody and they had Starbucks barista in their um, resume, mm -hmm. the likelihood was that I was going to hire that person. Because they, they just know how to work with people. And that's what I want in my technology company. I, I wanted somebody that knew how to treat people. Right. It wasn't about the technology. Yeah. Because that can be trained, right? That can be trained. The technology yeah. can be trained. But this idea that you are, you know, so if they spend an, a year or two years as a barista, they were always at the top of my list, almost above everybody else. Even the people that were way more qualified than them. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think about it these days, I think people have, obviously there's, there's struggles with hiring now um, yeah. in some ways. And, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, grit is a, is a huge quality in people. If you've got someone who can stick with something through good and bad, as you know, you ran, you've run businesses, you know, there was ups yeah. and downs and there's challenges and there's, there's pains. Um, but you, you've developed you yourself and other people, if they have the grit to get through it and survive and succeed, that's a, that's a good quality to have. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's great. So let's, I want to talk about, you have a networking group that you have, Joe. Um, well, it's not, not really a networking group. It's more of a growth group. Growth group. Okay. So talk to us about that. Cause I, I really love your, um, your strategy to keep people motivated and keep people held accountable to their own success within the group. So talk to us a little bit about that. Cool. So I, I already talked to you about what, what you need for a business machine. And I talked to you about what you need to build a machine, right? Right. right. So the, the, the thing that we do is we have what you need to get stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. So how do you get stuff done is you need accountability. You need a team and you need tools. Right. So in, in our group, that's what we provide, right? Uh, if, if you come to, and you've come to one of our meetings, so you kind of see how they work, right? The first yep. 15 minutes is all about the promises that you made last week. Yep. You know, we do good tidings first. What's the good news? What did you, what, what good thing has happened to you this week? What good business development has there been? Right. After that, we do accountability. What are the promises that you made last week? Did you keep them or not? But what right. I like about the group is that there's teeth, right? So. If you're late, it's $10 a minute for being late. Mm -hmm. So all our meetings start on time, right? Yeah. If you don't keep your promise in between sessions, it's $50 mm -hmm. for that, for not keeping that promise. Now, all that money goes to charity. It doesn't go to us and it doesn't go to anybody in the group because we want everybody rooting for you, not against you. Right. 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 So we want to make sure that no money's being paid out every week. Right. And then if it is, then it's for a good cause. Right. <laughs> right. And then right. everybody right. picks a charity in the group and then whoever's turn it is. And I'll talk about presenting in a minute, but whoever's turn, whoever's presenting that week, that's where the money goes. So that's the first 15 minutes. The second 15 minutes is really making the new promises for the following week. Mm -hmm. Right. So here's what I need to do. So at, at the, at the beginning of every month, everybody creates their monthly plan. At the beginning of every quarter, everybody creates their quarterly plan. 
all mm -hmm. the planning is coming from that future. So when you first start with us, we put you through this course called the compass that helps you create a 15, five year, one year goal. And then all your planning that's happening for this year, it's inside of you break that one year goal into quarters, then you do your quarterly planning at the at the beginning of every quarter, you tighten everything up. And then at the beginning of every month, you do a 30 day plan. And then you have an accountability buddy, they're holding you accountable. It's all this framework to help you stay on track mm -hmm. and grow your business and put in processes and understand. So for somebody who's aspiring to build a franchise, yep. this helps you put all the components together and kind of line them up and then, you know, and, and have a group of other CEOs that you can bring your challenges to and your problems to, and they help you solve problems, which is what we spend the next 15 minutes doing, right? right. First 15 minutes, we're doing promises from last week. Then we're making new problems. The next 15 minutes, one of the CEOs is presenting their business case and what their issues are and getting feedback. And then we sometimes spend that whole next half hour on that. And if we can get their issue resolved within that First, within that 15 minute block, then the last 15 minutes, I'm doing some kind of content. You know, what is mm -hmm. a good methodology for solving problems? Mm -hmm. How do you do effective 30 day planning? How do you do effective hiring and recruiting? How do you do, how do you build a culture? How do you uh, really live your values, live your vision inside of the organization? So I'm doing some piece of content to help you better understand how to take the principles that we're teaching mm -hmm. so that you can have your dream of what your business was going to look like and the reality of what your business looks like be the same rather than a roller coaster. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Can you give us any examples or, or stories, quick stories of people that in your group who have found success following this sort of strategy, this method, or working with your, your team on this? I could give you a gajillion, but I'm, I'm going to, one of my favorites right now is um, we, we had this uh, TV executive that, that had left her job in during COVID, mm -hmm. you know, and then in May of last year came to us and said, um, I want to start a business, but I'm not sure what I should do. And she was doing zero revenue and her, you know, she's been living off of her, she, she good savings and good stuff, but she'd been not working now for, for over six months. And, you know, it starts to get to you. Right. And so, but she said, but I don't even know what to do. I said, well, why don't you join our group and we'll help you figure it out. Right. Yeah. So about two, three weeks in, we figure out what she's going to do about a month to two months in, she's doing $2,000 a month in, in revenue, right? Oh, not bad. Okay. Not bad. And then that was in May when she came in. Okay. In January, I'm having a touch base call, which I do a touch base call every month. She said, Joe, I don't know what to do. And she said, I have all these things. And I said, well, what's your monthly revenue right now? She says about 28,000. Wow. Right. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, we got to graduate you to our next program because you've got to start hiring. Now she says, I know I'm completely out of capacity. I said, great. So now we'll put you into our, we have a program called platinum where we actually help you figure out how to put the systems and processes in place, mm -hmm. hire the people and build the next step of the machine. Right. Yeah. SOPs, so you have all your standard operating procedures, you have all the your hiring frameworks, you have your 90 day training for staff, you have all that. 
And we have a lot of models already pre-built and we just populate your content into them. So she's just started that. So I'm super excited to see where she's going to be six months from now. So wow. that's just one of many stories of how it goes. I mean, we, we've had writers come in and go from zero revenue to six figures in a year. We have IT companies. I have an IT company started with us in 2018 in the platinum program. They were just at a million dollars. They're at about 3 million now. They were five people then. They're 21 people now. And now they're looking at what their next steps are and should they be franchising and things like that. So those are the the kinds of uh, uh, results that that organizations and, you know, people, I say organizations, but it's really people. Yeah, I mean, and there's no such thing as organizations. (laughs) What fascinates me always with business is that people can do that. They can go from being unemployed or not having much to making six figures or more or even millions um, with the right tools, mindset and process. Yes. And, and drive to do it. And it fascinates me that people can, can do that and have done it a lot. So I love that you're helping people do that. And I, I want to share this with, you know, franchises I know, because a franchise, as you know, it's, it's you're talking about one machine, one business, but a franchise could be 50 to hundred or more little machines all over the world, yeah. all, all over the country. So, you know, it's, it's hard enough just sometimes with one, but trying to get everybody, everybody, um, spread out all these different business owners spread out cohesively and trying to work on a strategy with them is also difficult. So I want to share this with a lot of my franchisors too, because I think this is important for them to understand. Yeah. And, and the most important thing in that model, Ryan, is that the vision, mission, values, and strategy are clearly artic- articulated. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that's what's going to have everybody on the, like, when you're a brand, you want to have a particular look and feel across the, the, you know what I like about Starbucks? I talk about Starbucks a lot, but the thing that I like about Starbucks is that I've been to Ireland, Poland, Germany, cruises, Mexico, Mm -hmm. Costa Rica, Panama, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, anywhere I walk into a Starbucks and I order my latte, I know exactly what I'm going to get. Not the best coffee in the world, but I know exactly how it's going to taste. Right. And it's always the same. I've right. never gotten it and said, oh, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And so there is a particular culture. There's a particular set of values and a strategy and a vision that is driving that. Right. So whether you're a Starbucks in California or Poland, doesn't matter because everybody is aligned with those values. Exactly. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a really good conversation, Joe. I knew it would be, um, but I want to get some more people headed your way to talk to you open up conversation, maybe even join your group or find you um, and, and ask you questions about how you can help them. So where, what's the best channel for people to reach out and, and contact you? You go to startgrowmanage.com, startgrowmanage.com and sign up for our newsletter. Okay. Or they can visit thrivers360.com, thriver with an S at the end, thrivers360.com. 
uh, and uh, come to a couple of meetings complimentary on us and uh, really get to see what it's like to be in a high accountability growth group. Yeah, that's great. And you're also on LinkedIn too, right? Yeah. And so that's uh, linkedinjoe.com, www.linkedinjoe.com. If you want to find me on LinkedIn. Um, So that's easy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then if you want to meet with me, you go to joemeeting.com. Awesome. Well, Joe, it's been great. Thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to future conversations and um, I wish you and everybody you work with the very best and let's keep in touch. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. And thank you for being a champion for franchisers everywhere. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in becoming an episode sponsor, please email me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thank you so much.